The Public News Service Daily Newscast, April the 22nd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Folks in Pennsylvania have until Monday to submit public comments on a draft environmental impact statement for a gas pipeline expansion in the northeastern part of the state. Some critics of the project say the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission hasn't properly considered all the effects of the proposal. The regional energy access expansion by the Transcontinental Gas Pipeline Company would mean 22 miles of pipeline in Luzerne County and nearly 14 miles in Monroe County. Jessica O'Neill with the group Penn Future says the impact statement doesn't go far enough in discussing how additional pipelines would affect natural resources. This pipeline would cut across really sensitive, exceptional value waterways. And we don't think that the draft EIS does enough to look at the cumulative impact of the cuts through these waterways. There's endangered and protected species. There are a lot of people that rely upon the high-quality waterways for their living. The public comment deadline is 5 p.m. Monday, and comments can be submitted online. I'm Emily Scott. Pennsylvania is the nation's second-largest natural gas producer. The proposed pipeline also crosses habitat for threatened and endangered plant and animal species. A bill on Governor Bill Lee's desk would expand eligibility for certain types of work licenses to DACA recipients, people with temporary protected status, and anyone else authorized to work in the U.S. Backers of the bill, including Luis Mata with the Tennessee Immigrant and Refugee Rights Coalition votes, say it will allow individuals who want to work in bars, real estate, salons, medical technology, and more, obtain the credentials needed to do so. Being able to let Tennessee use the skills and talents that already exist here for the individuals who are going to benefit, they are able to to use those skills and talents that they've trained uh, and invested so much in. Senate Bill 2464 was sponsored by Republican State Senator Shane Reeves of Murfreesboro. The governor is expected to sign it. Nadia Romblagon reporting. Tennessee is among a handful of states nationwide that have seen the largest increase in its immigrant population, up by nearly 200,000 in the last two years. Now to Florida, where the legislature Thursday gave final passage to a pair of bills aimed at Disney. Weeks into the company's feud with the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, over its objection to a new law that limits certain classroom discussion on sexual orientation and gender identity. That from CNN. One of the bills would eliminate the unique status that allows Disney to operate as an independent government around its Orlando area theme parks. This is PNS. Today marks the annual day of silence led by the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network to raise awareness about discrimination and harassment of LGBTQ plus students and what they face in schools. Hundreds of anti-trans bills have been introduced across the nation in 2022 alone, including in Missouri. Katie Erker Lynch with Promo Missouri notes one bill the legislature is considering would prohibit gender-affirming health care for trans children, and another would ban transgender girls from participating in school sports. It's not really about saving women's sport. It's about discrimination. So it's really, okay, can we ban kids from athletics? Can we ban kids from health care? And the question that really begs is whether LGBTQ plus people should be treated fairly across all areas of life. Last week, the Missouri House advanced the school sports bill by including it in a separate bill on how elections are run. I'm Lee Volke reporting. 
Meantime, the end of the semester is approaching for Hoosier students and food aid groups across the state are working to ensure that folks have enough to eat during final exams and beyond. A survey of more than 350 campus food banks by the organization Swipe Out Hunger found those same banks have distributed more than 1 million pounds of food to 152,000 students across the nation. Gigi Brown, who oversees Ivy Tech's student-run Bear Necessities Food Bank, says demand typically spikes at certain times each year, most notably during holidays and the summer. Summer is a great demand primarily because a lot of our students, being non-traditional, have families. Their children are home from school, and so you will see quite a bit of a demand during the summer. Brown says the summer spike in demand will likely be worse this year as Indiana is ending Enhanced Pandemic Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, benefits. This is Jonah Chester reporting. According to the Associated Press, more than a dozen states either have ended or are about to end their Enhanced SNAP programs. Finally, Mary Sherman tells us members of the Ohio military community have a new tool in their arsenal to fight rising fraud. AARP says veterans, active duty service members, and family members are 40% more likely to lose money to scams and fraud than the civilian population. Mike Kassler with the Central Ohio AARP Fraud Watch Network explains as a group these folks lost over $267 million last year, a 162% increase from 2020. And he believes the amount could be much higher. A lot of times what we see are people are victims, and they don't want to talk about it in public. They don't want people to think that maybe they're losing their edge or that they're just not smart enough to have spotted it. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.